We are live, everyone. Good morning. Good morning. My name is Mirage. I'm Jana. Welcome to Common Ground. Yes. Sorry for the delay on joining, or rather, you know, starting, I should say. We're still just moving through the motions of what is this technology. Thing. What is yeah. technology? It's technology. Exactly. Why are we here? <laughs> Why are we here? We're here today to talk about Aparigraha, which is so exciting, I think, because this is moving us forward now into our last of the Yamas. So number five. Were, I know. If you've been joining along, then you know that we've kind of gone through all the Yamas and this is the last one. If you haven't, that's fine because um, we're going to talk a little bit more about it. So uh, as always, we cannot see you all, but um, if you have anything to say, feel free to drop it in the chat and we'll be keeping an eye on that. Hi, Vajda. So exciting. Um, Welcome. If you have any thoughts, inputs that you want to join in on and you're catching this later, you can also comment. Um, so yeah, let's get into it. I guess we can start by just telling you all that Aparigraha is non-possessiveness, but it can be so much more than that. So it can be non-greed, non-clinging, non-grasping, non-attachment. Um, all of these words that mean to... Just like going like this with my hands. Flame, yeah. I'm like doing this with my hand too. I'm like to hold on to. Right. Um, and I just want to start by saying that I think it's really, really easy in the wellness world, I think, Jan, you can agree, to just say, let it go. <laughs> like, we're, we're frozen. We are the frozen movie, okay? And um, <laughs> did you catch that? It took a minute. I was like, we're frozen? Like, technology? No, we're Elsa and Anna. <laughs> we're Elsa and Anna. We're frozen. Um, because that's what, like, I think some people come into this space for, right? Is to, like, I want to let go of something, or I just don't want to be attached to X, Y, Z. Like, I mean, I've been practicing for over 15 years now, and I've heard that very, very, very often. So I, I think you can agree, right, Jan? <laughs> yeah. And to me to say, and there's nothing wrong with the practice of letting things go, for sure. Yeah. But when it becomes your default or your, your always expectation, that you're always releasing, you're always ungrasping, you're always doing that. That's, I find when we, we put too much focus on one thing and we're going to talk about that a lot more. Yeah. So yeah. Can there be too much focus on letting go? Absolutely. Yeah. It's like coming full circle, right? Like you can be attached to that idea that you need to constantly be letting go. Yes. Right. And so then at what point do you say like, no, wait, this really does matter. And we do need to talk about it. And yes, not like out of my element for thinking like there is something more to this feeling or whatever, you know, it's like in a self-exploration, like the discernment between like, okay, is this something that I just don't want to ruminate on? Or is it something that requires my attention, you know? Yeah, and that that so I feel like with this with this yama, we're already diving into that 
that deep level, which, which we do, like we've taken off the first layer, like, yeah, yeah. don't seize things. Don't be greedy. Don't, don't do that. Yeah. Uh, because I think when we're here, you know, in this space of, of in spirit, we kind of get that part. We get like, I can read this quote unquote dictionary definition of a yama, but like, what does this really feel like? And we can say that this practice of letting go is great, but there can be a point when you practice letting go so much mm-hmm. that you're now seizing something different. Yeah. And that there is, and this is always kind of where I land. And sometimes I land here too much, but I believe in being with the discomfort. Yeah. I believe in being in the hard conversation. Yeah. I believe in letting go when you truly can discern this no longer serves me or the greater good or some such, but that addiction to not feeling good like mm-hmm. that addiction to, to 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 make sure all I feel is good. Yeah. All I feel is progress. All I feel is, you know, that I'm being perceived in a certain light. Like just yeah. goodness, goodness, goodness all around. Yeah. It's a guru mentality sometimes, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. You know, which um is so like skewed here in the Western world because it just gets like attachment 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 yes yes sometimes facing the conflict in order to let it go and i think like that's such a good point because it's really easy to say like do i is the conflict worth it mm-hmm. right like and a part of that is fear which right we know like i know this is kind of taking away from this non-possessiveness comment but it's it's such a good point like is me bringing up that there's a conflict going to cause more of a discomfort that I'm not actually wanting to hold? Or should I get on my mat and let it go? Yes. yes. But they're there. Right. Right. Exactly that. Yeah. So like, it's, it's like a, as all, I think yamas go and yamas like double-edged sword. You can Mm -hmm. always have too much of something, you know, and um, I know Jan, we we've said this many times and I feel like it resonates like what hill are you willing to die on? I was totally <laughs> going there. I was like, you know how everyone's talking about hills they're gonna die on? Like, yeah. There are some hills we we're not gonna die on them, but there's some hills we have to you gotta have to. I'm not shooting anybody here. Yeah. But you know, you know your hill. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's peeling the layers and like deciding for yourself, like what is that hill? Yeah. I love this quote here. As you all know, I always reference this book when we talk about yamas and niyamas. It is by Deborah Adele. Um, And it is so funny because I'm like probably attached to this book. So that's (laughs) a complication within itself. Um, But she just has so many like nuggets of information in here that I think really resonate because it's like, how can I use this in my day to day? So she says like, what if we could trust life? Like we trust the breath. What if we could Mm -hmm. take in all the nourishment of the moment and then let it go fully trusting that more nourishment will come. Right. And it's that idea of trust. I'm trusting. (laughs) It's so hard Mm -hmm. for me to, and maybe this comes up in all conversations lately, in terms of yamas and 
when we maybe perhaps more with niyamas to not talk about the presentation of ourselves on social media mm. um because when you it's like when you that's a curated life right like you oh. choose what you put out there right physically like you physically you specifically choose this photo this video mm -hmm. this interaction with this person this, this persona everything you yeah. choose it and you're curating your life and when you're curating your life you truly can let go of all the stuff you don't want people to see oh 1000% yeah but but then when you think about that who have you become right yeah because it's like at that point do you even know who you are anymore or, or and like <clears throat> social media is such a good example because I can't tell you how many times I've met, met <laughs> on social. And then in person, I'm like, oh my gosh. Like I was like clinging to this idea of who this person was because of what they're putting out there. Yeah. And then I meet them in person and it's totally different. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. I wonder if like, I'm like let down then. <laughs> it's like meeting your idol and finding out like that they like, I don't know, smoke a pack of cigs a day or something so sad. Like you're just like, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like they're mean to bunnies or something weird. Yes. Right. Like you're just like, oh my God. Like I really well, hope something, something different. <laughs> and it's, it's like this letdown too of they're not like real. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Be because real is the layers and real is like, if all you are, and maybe this, if all you allow yourself to come into contact with is the good and the non-confrontational and the beautiful and the, you know, pleasing, then there's like no practice left for you. This, this complete reason we show up to our mats, to our conversations, um, is there's so many layers and there's so much to discover. So I kind of think if there's no practice, then where is their growth? Mm -hmm. Where is their diversity? Where is their just, you know, humanness and, and, but what tends to happen, which I think this very much connects to this yama of a parigraha is that we we begin to covet the lives that look so good. Yes. Without necessarily, no, I think if we all sit back, we can, we can say like, in theory, of course that person's life isn't just, you know, cake and lollipops or what I know, kittens, whatever. But in practice, like our brains and our emotions get tied and, and enmeshed into believing like, I, oh, I could have that life too, if I could be like that and if I could be that person mm -hmm. so that we begin to grasp and seize at things that perhaps aren't actually what would serve us or help us get to know each other. And it's like there's this different guru mentality happening in the world. It's not just happening at the front of a yoga studio anymore. Right. My mind is like blowing right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But I just said it kind of just becomes avoidance. Like. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Which is not actually letting go. 
Right. <laughs> it's like the opposite, really. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not even letting be. Yeah. I think that avoidance oh, good is point. like, oh my gosh, turning yeah. your back on something and saying, eh, I'm not dealing with that. Letting be is sitting there right beside it and not having to interact with it. And letting go, I think, is a more intentional way of removing yourself from a situation or removing yourself from, you know, a way of being. Yeah. So maybe that, that kind of just, that was my mind blowing. I'm like, Ooh, right. Any of us are saying we're letting go, but we're really just avoiding. Yeah. Yeah. That discernment comes back again and again and again. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's like, we kind of touched on it a little bit, but it's important to note that like, there is honestly sometimes too much of a good thing. Mm, I, yes. <laughs> like yes. the things that nourish us can also become toxic and. Like vitamin D. Mm -hmm. It's a silly example, but everyone. No, but it's like really vitamin D and it becomes default. Do you live in yeah. this place? And do you, are you this, you know, whatever, like you need vitamin D. Right. But not everyone does. Not everyone needs as much of it as other people. But when you don't get to know all sides of yourself, how do you nourish yourself? Right. It makes me think of um, <laughs> coffee. Mm, coffee's so good though. So good. <laughs> and I know I can speak for all three of us when I say we love coffee and we yeah. all four of us need it. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Like Leanna, no, Leanna likes tea. Yeah, she likes tea. Yes. So it is, it is so like funny because I play these like little games with myself, like coffee curious. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Can I go until this time of day without coffee? <laughs> and it's like, who is winning when I play that? But it's like, too much of a good thing can be a bad thing because when I don't have the coffee now, no one wants to be around me. <laughs> so again, just trying to make these things like relatable to life in a way where it's like, look at the small things. <laughs> yes. Well, and even in, <laughs> even in, so I think this is an interesting example of this. So Aparigraha is very much a thread I'm curious as if you would agree with me, Mirage, to the Bhagavad Gita, mm. to Krishna mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. helping Arjuna understand his actions. Yes. And there's um, a quote. <laughs> Look at me being like Sydney pulling quotes. There's a quote. I yeah. love it. We that, need she's in Thailand. Yeah. We, yeah. Um, let your concern be with the action alone and never with the fruits of the action. Do not let the results of your action be your motive and do not be attached to inaction, Krishna. Mm -hmm. And even something as simple as coffee or, or diet, like we can be like gobbling things up because we're telling ourselves that they taste good or that we need this sweet or we need this caffeine but when we sit and we're present with how it's affecting like our system and our being, the decision might change. Mm -hmm. Like all of this that we're ingesting, whether it's food, whether it's culture, whether it's information from social media, 
it's all something that might change if we were to just say, what is this action without expectation? Yes. Like releasing that. Oh, oh my gosh. I'm not kidding you. I literally just flipped the page and was listening to you talk and I want to read this quote. Our expectations keep us captive and often disgruntled, and yet we choose our attachments rather than our freedom. Oh, my goodness. That's so wild. I was, like, ready to, like, just look down. And, wow. Yeah. Well, and, and that's another thing that's talked about with Aparigraha. And this is the fifth yama, and there is a somewhat order to these things mm -hmm. as they are interpreted over the years and then written down in these in these ancient texts such as the sutras and it it doesn't surprise me that i find freedom is talked about most with a parigraha because you yeah. you've done these things and now you're at this point just like that quote just shared like this is your pathway to feeling free mm -hmm. and to feeling whole which i think free comes maybe first ish like, mm -hmm. yeah, they all interchange. And I feel as though as we get into the niyamas, we start to talk about feeling whole. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. But just the simple, I think coffee is a great example or whatever that thing that you feel is like, what would happen if I took it away? What would happen if this? Like, right. you could just think of it as it's not the result of drinking the coffee it's the act of drinking the coffee mm -hmm. so maybe right. if the result is like oh it's my caffeine hit and i'm getting this and i'm getting that and maybe you're like wait a minute maybe i have a dependency on this coffee <laughs> and again i'm not knocking it if you do that's why we're using coffee as this somewhat benign example yeah <laughs> yeah yeah what if we just sit with it instead of reacting mm-hmm it's and what if we perhaps too with expectation we we hold our own expectations of how we show up to others in the world meaning out how we look to others mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and what if we let those expectations go too yeah instead of this sort of curated life of never showing when we're messy or never showing when we're when we're in a process of learning and unlearning you know what's so interesting about that is that like i think in the way that the world is moving right now with the influence of like instagram tiktok all that stuff it's like that dopamine hit that you get from like, well, she has X, Y, Z item. And so I'm going to also buy X, Y, Z item with the expectation that I feel like how she's presenting. She feels, yeah. but who knows how that person is truly feeling. They, maybe they got that item for free. Maybe they're being paid to promote that item. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. So, or like to make your life easier, everything right now that is being sold is to make your life easier. Yeah. So now we have this expectation of life being easy and life is not easy. easy. 
No, life is not easy. And I'm not saying life isn't meant to be easy, but life wouldn't be what it is if everything was just like this. Now, sure, in the moment, I'm sure it's really, I know, speaking for myself, like, oh my God, my life would be so much easier if I just blah, 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 right? I can run off like a hundred things. But then I'm like, where am I learning? Where am I growing? Where am I receiving, offering? Like there's so many things that because my life is not easy, I'm able to say, I did that. Or you know what I mean? Like I, I grew from that. I was able to teach you because of that, because I was able to teach myself. I think there's somewhat of a, a reciprocal relationship between ease and fulfillment mm. or not necessarily. No, not ease. No, 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 no. Ease is, ease is okay. We can mm-hmm. seek ease, but easy and fulfillment. Yeah. How yeah. many things that you do that are easy, fast, quick, cheap, whatever you want to call that, how many are actually fulfilling? Yeah. Which isn't to say that we can't give ourselves a break sometimes with things. And even having this conversation where we talk about the ways in which our lives are presented on social media. And some people, it's their profession now to present their personal life on social media. Right. Wrap your head around that. Right. (laughs) I know I can't. Um, But we could make the same, we could have the same conversation about the ways in which your yoga teachers are, are presenting themselves Mm. in spirit. Something that we're, we're always eager to do is to present ourselves as real. Yeah. Sometimes maybe, maybe too much, maybe we tip the scales too much, but we, we want to be here to show, you know, that there's so many sides and layers and levels and colors and like you name it to to life right. and that we the only grasp onto what we think looks good yeah or is easy it kind of waters it down i agree yeah again i'm having like another like <laughs> that's how these conversations go. It's like, yeah. So I was, um, I did a falling water tour yesterday and I've never been to falling water. If you haven't either, it's a Frank Lloyd Wright house, like uh, about an hour outside of Pittsburgh. And I've never done this tour before. So it was, led by this um, tour guide who was like phenomenal. I think this was like his like 1000th tour. Like he's been there forever. And he was telling us that Frank Lloyd Wright never designed um, garages because garages meant clutter and clutter meant taking away from what you already have. And he didn't want that. So he always made carports. <laughs> We're <I'm> sorry. <laughs> We're literally figuring out how to design a carport. And my husband loves Frank Lloyd, right? So that's amazing. So make sure you don't chat this yeah. story. Yeah, because it's like I think that which we were talking about a little bit before, it's like that possession. 
Hmm. You have this clutter, you possess all these things. And now all these things possess you. That's you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You become weighed down by things yes. that you own. Yeah. You think you need, think you need, yeah. think you need, think you need. It's like on repeat in our heads to get more and more and more and more. Oh my gosh. That's it. Yeah. And it's just like, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I had that toy yesterday. And that man said that. And now we're having this conversation today where I'm thinking to myself, like, if you all would have seen my parents' garage growing up, I didn't know that garages weren't supposed to look like that. <laughs> like it wasn't for the cars. It was for bikes and lawnmowers and extra supplies and things from like 20 years ago that and was so my mom, that was always the battle with my dad is I, the number of times I've heard, John, you really need to go clean out the garage. <laughs> and in my head, I was like, why do we have this thing that we're always cleaning out? Right. Like, we did oh, have a car in ours. We had two cars in our garage, mm -hmm. but we were also like a very car family. My dad's yeah. very cars. So there was like this pristine space around the cars. The cars were fine, but the right. walls and the things and the, and now it's this, we're having the same thing with a shed. Yes. Yeah. Like, a shed. Call it what you want. It really, I mean, uh, it, a closet. It could be yeah, a closet. Like I think we're having the, the garage conversation, but it could be the closet. It could be the shed. It could just be like the chair in your bedroom. Cause I know mm -hmm. for me, like I oh. grew up with the chair and the chair I, was, <laughs> I'm pointing at my chair right now. <laughs> and the chair was just like a storage unit for things that never made it back to their place or didn't really have a place. So they were the chair, you know, there was a storage. Yeah. <laughs> storage unit. Yes. But interesting because we've coveted this thing that we have to own. Yet then we go to these great lengths to put it somewhere where we can't see it. Yeah. Yeah. And then we forget about it. And then we go get another thing that we're like, oh, oh that's that's in our way. Right. Or the you get that we have is a clutter inside of us. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, now we have, you know, our, our half hour is up, but we're like into a whole new right. world of, of clutter. Yes. But like Mirage was saying earlier about too much of a good thing. You might also like in a yoga practice, say I have to let go, let go, let go, let go, let go. You might also come to this place where I have to declutter, 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 declutter. And then your new grasping is on like not having clutter and having a pristine space and having right. everything be exactly what you need it to be. And that can't be, that can't function either. Yeah, exactly. Oh my. <laughs> well, I want to end this by saying thank you for everyone joining. Thank you for ever tuning in. Thanks, Jana. And this quote is what I'll end our chat today with by Swami Nanshavara, which is, Love is what is left when you've let go of all the things you love. So that is, I don't got, I don't got words anymore after that. <laughs> <laughs> and we will drop um, a weekly intention in the ritual space. So take a peek for that in a little bit and share your thoughts because we love to hear them and we'll see y'all next week. Thank you so much. Thank you, Anna. It was great. See you next Monday. Bye.